War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, good afternoon. Right now, it is 106, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, right now, on this day after, and it is. I'm not going to uh, pretend it's not, folks. Uh, depending on the race and who you were rooting for, if you wanted change, uh, then, then it's definitely uh, a difficult day. If you like the status quo... If you want everything to remain as it is, and there are some people that do fall into that camp, then uh, then I would imagine that you're pretty happy with the results. But it is, nonetheless, it is a sunny day, and this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you. Great meal. Stop, and you could go in for lunch today. Maybe said it could be a little cool out on the deck, perhaps, but yeah, a little chilly out there. Uh, but the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Brickneck Hill Road in Lincoln. At least it's going to be dry over the next couple of days. All right, let's get to some of the sound that we have. And things are uh, still breaking out nationally. A um, couple stories. 25 Rhode Island communities approved cannabis retail sales. Some did not. The vote was rejected by Borrington, East Greenwich, Jamestown, Little Compton, Sitchwood, Smithfield. It was approved. You will be able to buy cannabis in Bristol, Boroughville, Charlestown, Coventry, Cumberland, West Warwick, West Greenwich, Winsocket, North Smithfield, Richmond, South Kingstown, Providence, Narragansett, Newport, blah, blah, blah. Some didn't hold the vote. We'll allow them to open there. Okay, because I don't see Warwick on the list. So there's that. But let's go to, I can't believe Sheriff Hodgson lost. I cannot believe Sheriff Hodgson lost. Um, And Governor McKee wins his first full term as Rhode Island governor. All right, let's go with some of the sound that we have. Starting with, uh, hey, he has earned a four-year term. Uh, The results are very suspect, to say the least, with all these mail ballots and early voting. They manipulate the system. They game the system. But they are successful with the system. Okay, let's hear a little bit of Governor McKee from last night. tonight. And we're just getting started. So I took two phone calls tonight. One from my opponent, who congratulated us on our victory. And the other one from the mother. And a few minutes ago, from the President of the United States. Oh, okay. Uh, and the president imagine, said that he's with us here in Rhode Island, and that's going to help us. Just like when we had Dr. Biden uh, into Rhode Island a few weeks ago with my wife Susan, who's a teacher. And on the education piece, we're just getting started. Uh, we are going to make sure that every student in the state of Rhode Island reaches their potential, and by 2030, we will meet or exceed Massachusetts levels on education. Not happening. Not even close. And we're just getting started. I got a, uh, a, uh, an email from someone last night, and they said, think about your journey. Think about what brought you to the podium tonight. And it was one of my friends from the other side of the aisle. Said, you know, we're going to bring people together in this state of Rhode Island like we've never seen before, and we're going to achieve levels that we only have dreamed of in the past. All right, so that was some of Devin Gamick. 
Dan McKee last night. I can only listen to so much, folks. I can only listen to so much. Just getting started. I mean, it is over. It is absolutely lights out over. I mean, just getting started. All right, let's hear a little bit of uh, Ashley Kalis last night. (sighs) Interesting question of if her pollsters were being truthful with her. The amount of money she was still putting into the end. Hmm, that's an interesting question. All right, I want to, yeah, let's hear a little bit of uh, Ashley. It's not that long, so... This is uh, her full team on stage. Thank you. She had a good crowd there last night. I like the way it looked. Thank you. Yeah, folks, this is Ashley from last night. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Your love and support has meant everything to me throughout this campaign. Unfortunately, despite our best efforts, we came up short tonight. Oh. I called Governor McKee Uh, and congratulated him on his victory. uh, When we started this campaign nine months ago, we did it to advocate for a better Rhode Island. A Rhode Island that people can be proud of. A Rhode Island that is the best state in in the country to live, work, and raise a family. And while we may have not won tonight, we should all be incredibly proud of what we've accomplished. We highlighted problems that are plaguing our state. We highlighted that people are struggling so that their needs can hopefully get met. And we brought front and center the most important issues of our time. While I wish I were giving a different speech tonight, the people of Rhode Island have spoken and I will always respect the will of the people. I wish Governor McKee the best of luck in his next four years. I'm rooting for him, and you should too. I'm not. His success means the success of Rhode Island. There'll be no success. We must put partisanship aside. Never. And come together to do the hard work. No. That is necessary to get our state back on track. Absolutely not. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, we all want, want what is best for the state. No. We often just have different ideas of how we should get there. Wrong. Before I close, I'd like to take a moment to thank my family. I, I could not have done it without your love and encouragement. So brutal. And I want to thank my incredible team, also part of my family now, for your passion and your countless hours that you put in. Before we began this race, nobody knew who I was. And our campaign staff is just incredible. You are all incredible. I want to thank you tonight for being here. I want to thank those watching at home for your support. From knocking on doors to making phone calls to just spreading the word to your friends. So sad. You all played such an incredible role. I am forever grateful to all of you and for this opportunity. It has been the honor of a lifetime to serve as your voice. And with that, I, I wish all of you the very best. God bless Rhode Island. Thank you. Very, very nice. Very, very classy, folks. Ashley Kalis. Now, folks, good afternoon. I do want to bring you up to speed. Uh, It's John DiPietro on this Wednesday. I want to also, um, actually, let me just do it right now. I want to go through some of the other local results and races. And I want to just make sure everybody is up to speed on who is successful who was unsuccessful? Um, it, uh, but 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 by and large, I mean, I I think it was. Um, it, it's hard to ignore just how disappointing 
appointed people are. All right, so obviously Cicilline won easily. Boy, that is, in, how about it when Socket? It was McKee. Wow, did she beat him day of voting? Polling plate. Ashley Kalis beat Governor McKee in Winsocket. I'm seeing this now for the first time. Wow. Huh, because Governor Kachiri won. All right, I want to go through some of this. She beat him day of, but then he barely beat her in total votes. He beat her in early voting and mail ballots. That's interesting. Sabina Matos, polling place, Aaron Gukian beat her in Woonsocket, but she beat him 47 to 46, one point. Hmm. Oh, boy, Pat Cordalesa won Woonsocket. Good for Pat. Look at that. Hey, he was uh, riding in that parade. Pat Cordalesa, I'll go through some of the things, did pretty well. Let me go through some of the... uh, James Lanthrop won in Woonsocket, but then day of voting. But then they, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know you have to count. I'm not an idiot. You have to count the, the. Um, I, I recognize you have to count the mail ballots and so forth. But I, I just don't regard that as that's not accurate of what the voters want that particular day. The Republicans got beat with early voting and mail ballots. And I think that is very questionable. So congratulations. Let me go through. Congratulations to Roger Picard. Uh, Melissa Murray won again, as people know. Congratulations to my friend John Breen. He's going back to the state house. Uh, let me just see some of the others. And of course, everyone knows. I mean, I, I know people saying the write-in against uh, mail belt Dolly Hunt. But when you, when you, she still pulled 76% of the vote. So Valerie Gonzalez, Scott McGee, 10% of the vote. Christopher Beauchamp, uh, David Susi, Garrett Mancini, Brian Thompson, John Ward. And then uh, rounding out. Let me also... Um, Okay, that is, um, huh, you know, even like that in the past, when when governor, and then it has all the precincts and everything. You know, I, I do like the fact how they break it out that way. I do like, um, I do like how they, they were able to do that now, but I want to go back to, It's just this whole thing with the mail ballots and everything. It is, it's just, it's brutal. Fung won Cranston handily yesterday. Day of, 12,000 votes. Magaziner, 9,700. But then he barely won with mail ballots and early voting. Let me see Pat Cotalesa. Ashley Kalis. Did very well in Cranston, day of voting, 10,000, Mickey, 11,000. But then again, Aaron Gukian won at the polls in Cranston on election day. And actually, he won with all vote combined. Aaron is a very good candidate. Secretary of State. Pat Cordalesa ran very aggressively in Cranston, but he did. Um, day of voting, Amori had 11,000 votes. Pat had 10,000 votes. That was a tough one. So, um, so folks, there's that. But I want to look at some of the other headlines just so everybody is um, up to speed on everything that's happening right now. Because obviously, you know, what's going on in Washington is very, very significant. Now, another thing to watch is who's going to be on this cannabis commission that McKee is going to put out. All right, let me see this. Um, Political engagement. All right. Mass GOP, after Baker's finally evolved into what the Rhode Island GOP is, very nationalized organization. Well, that's not a good sign. This is McCarthy... Tapped a group of allies to whip votes for the speaker's bid. 
while the Freedom Caucus weighs putting up a long shot challenger. Send a message to him, force him to cut a deal. So that's interesting. Kevin McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy moves quickly to secure speakership. Also, Murdoch Media is celebrating DeSantis today, prominently featured on the cover of the New York Post. Fox News hails him as the future of the GOP. Not an accident. Media setting up, oh, there's going to be a news conference with Maura Healy going on in mass. I also see, on the one hand, Republicans seem to have a solid floor in Rhode Island. They always get at least a third of the vote. On the other hand, they also have a clear ceiling. Fung topped out at 47%. Lanthrop was best statewide at 46%. That's a problem. That's also the highest that Fung has ever gotten, by the way, at 47%. Senator Senate President Dominic Ruggiero is called a caucus of Rhode Island Senate Dems for tomorrow, 5 o'clock in the Marriott, blah, blah, blah. Brian Pearson will be named majority leader. Um, let me see what else we have. Ashley Kayla spent about $5 million, got 39% of the vote. Pat Cordelessa spent 3000 and got 40% of the vote and got 40%. Oh, Ashley Kayla spent $5 million, got 391 Pat Cordelessa spent 3000 got 40%. That doesn't sound encouraging. Now, there's a lot of stories that, that um, President Trump is very upset. Very, very upset that a number of his people lost. That is um, a big, big story. I don't know, folks. Like many of you, it is puzzling with what happened with the red wave. It was definitely not a red wave. There's a lot of things you can point to. It is very disappointing. I'm going to come back to, and I'm not trying to be redundant here, but I, I cannot believe Fetterman, Fetterman won. Other than Dr. Oz was not the best candidate. Dr. Oz was not, I wouldn't call him a great, great candidate. Now, locally... Let me go through some of the local sound. The magazine or fun race was very, very tough. I can't believe after 25 years, there'll be a new Bristol County Sheriff. Ugh, McKee plans a future for Rhode Island. Seth Magaziner won last night, beating Mayor Fung. Ugh, Mayor Fung ran a great race. I want to repeat what I said earlier. There's something wrong with all these mail ballots and the early voting. These, these are not elections. They're just not. They're going to drive. I'll tell you. All right, let's hear. This is the Channel 10 piece on the CD2 race. to give is probably as early as this morning, conceding to Magaziner at his favorite Twin Oaks. Yeah, it seemed like he was going to win for a long time. He had planned what he thought was going to be his victory speech at Twin Oaks. Instead, it was a concession speech. And that's where we find the night team's Tamara Sikarsik. Patrice and Dan, it was a disappointing night for Republican Alan Fung, for sure. You could hear the emotion in his voice after he lost when he came upstairs and started greeting his supporters, thanking them, hugging them for having his back throughout this entire ordeal. He clearly wanted to flip the seat red. He thought he had a good chance. The poll suggested he had a good chance, but that's ultimately not what we saw here at the end of the night. Fung did say that he's proud of his campaign, and we also had a chance to speak to him after his concern session speech. Here's what he had to say. You know, it's a tough one. And, you know, we saw not only just Rhode Island, but it looks like New England. It's just very deep blue uh, area. And, you know, Democrats came home. So we gave it our best effort. You know, I congratulate uh, Seth Magazino. Fung ultimately said that he had no regrets in his campaign. I did ask him if this was a different political climate nationally, if he thought that he would have had a better chance. He said he didn't want to speculate on that and again that he had no regrets. When asked about his political future, he kind of laughed and said that for now he was going to focus on being an attorney. We're live in Cranston tonight. Tamara Sikarsik, NBC 10 News, 19. Uh, I mean, just really torturous. I don't even want to hear Seth Magaziner. I don't. All it means is we, we don't have any representation in Washington, right? I mean, that's what it really comes down to. Folks, good afternoon at 125. You're listening on this Wednesday, November 9th. The Rhode Island Republicans got shellacked. There's a problem. 
there's a problem with these mail ballots in the early voting. And I want to, once again, I want to point out to people, there are no safeguards. There's no mechanism for catching anyone that does both early voting and a mail ballot. I want to repeat that. There's no mechanism for to catch early voting and mail ballots. Now, of all the votes cast, don't you think one person might have tried it? And and according to Nellie Gorbea, the Secretary of State, of all the votes cast, not one person tried to vote twice. I, I don't believe that. In any situation, with the amount of people, you're not talking about 10 people here. <laughs> We're talking in total. So we're to believe in total that everyone voted and did things accordingly. I, I do not believe that. You look at total number of votes cast, right? Total number of votes cast in, and I'm talking the, obviously the entire election. So, Governor McKee, right, he got 203,000 votes, almost 204,000, 204. And then when you go to the, the others, you know, Kalis got 138. So, you're up to right around 340. And then with some of the other independents, you're going to be flirting right around 344. So we're to believe that out of 344,000 votes, nobody voted twice by voting early and voting twice. Does anyone believe that? 344,000 votes cast. And we're supposed to believe it was all legit, all by the book. No way. Impossible. Absolutely impossible. All right, what's going on around the country? Herschel Walker and Warnock ahead of her runoff in the Georgia Senate race. So that continues, as a matter of fact. It does. Um, oh, you know what? I want to also, I haven't seen. Whew, boy, that's terrible. New mom dies after doing cocaine on first night out after birth of baby. My goodness. Where did that happen? And uh, Senator Johnson has one in Wisconsin. Boy, they didn't see that coming. Who is she? Oh, from Scotland. All right. Parting with a sister-in-law. Met at a local pub. They think they're doing coke. It's spliced with fentanyl. And the next thing you know. All right. I thought it was um, I thought it was more like a closer-to-home type story. I, um, let's see. Folks, I recognize we're live. Good afternoon, one and all. I'm going to tell it's 129. It's disappointing. It is very disappointing. And I want to repeat what I said, that what I find disappointing about it is the fact that I, I the, these, we're not honoring election day, meaning day at the polls. I recognize that there's always been uh, voters, I, I had an aunt who at the later stages of her life was a shut-in. She had vision problems. She would vote by mail. I understand people who are handicapped, disabled, vote by mail. But this early voting, the early voting and the, the mail ballots, I believe it's compromising I believe it's compromising the integrity of the vote. The integrity of the of the vote. Now, I also want to check. Let's see. Massachusetts. Let me just check where. Um, I want to find out where they came down on. I'm looking through some of their results. And good afternoon to everybody in Bellingham and Douglas and Worcester. Very disappointing night. Yeah, we, we know that. I hate when something like this 
right, let me come back to election results. It's 131. I'm aware of that. All right, let me go down to the uh, ballot questions. 7128, that does not look close. 5544, question three. Retail alcohol sales limit. Okay. There's that. Let me go back to find out some of these other ballot questions. I I, I did not vote for the ballot questions. Um, question four. Is that the... Uh, I think... Did, let me just... Um, all right, I'm going to Google it, folks. Bear with me. Juan, do you realize? Yes, I realize I'm live. Massachusetts. Uh, let me just check that. See how it came out. Hmm. Question four. Okay, was driver's license eligibility? And I want to just... Um, how come no one's reporting on what the result was? <laughs> How come? Why is it suddenly hard to? Massachusetts question four. Is it a matter because the the media doesn't like what the result was? Results in Massachusetts four ballot questions. All right, let's go to that. Results are now being projected. Millionaires at a higher rate. Dental insurance, driver's license, blah, blah, blah. Question one results, yes. Question two, yes. Question four, voters were asked to decide whether new law, regardless, will remain on the books in Massachusetts. So does that mean that they get to keep their driver's licenses? Massachusetts question four passes. Immigrants without status will be able to get a driver's license. Hmm. All right, so now it's Mass in Rhode Island. So question four, that is to repeal HB. Oh, the Globe does have a story on it. So unless I'm reading this incorrectly, it sure sounds as if they're going to be able to keep their driver's licenses. Boy, folks, let's just be honest. The, The question four, repeal that. I don't get it. Passed yes to repeal. So, all right, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I'm just trying to, the question was, Massachusetts question four, should it be repealed? They voted yes, but that's not lining up with what the news is reporting on this. So that sounds odd. Repeal it, yes or no? It voted yes, but then the media is reporting something different. I'm reading right from there. Question four, yes. Voters are asked to decide will remain on the books. And then then Channel 5 is saying, yes, it will remain on the books. Which seems to um, go against Mass 4. Oh, Mass votes yes. Question four, upholding driver's license law for unauthorized illegals. Boy, that was close, though. That was close. I I want to point out, I did think that that should have been something that Ashley Kalis put on the, uh, should have made more of an issue of. They chose not to. It They voted yes on it. It was 53 to 46. I wonder about the wording on that. Wonder about the wording, and then again, I don't know about the mail ballots. All right, let me stay on track here. Folks, it's one thirty-five. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by AtMed Urgent Care. Remember, when you have an emergency, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston and also 5750 Post Roadies Greenwich, AtMed Urgent Care. They're open seven days a week. They're an alternative to an emergency room. They specialize in ambulatory medicine. So the next time you have an emergency, at Med Urgent Care, at Med, A-T-M-E-D, Urgent Care, right in the, 
the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Roadies Greenwich, cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, uh, adult vaccinations, and also mononuclear antibody infusions at Med Urgent Care. Folks, visit our website, dipetro.com, and dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Burke's Martial Arts, 880 Eddy Street in Providence, self-defense, fitness, martial arts, tie boxing. Jake Burke is the real deal. That's also the location for atomic kickboxing. If you want to learn, if you want to get involved with kickboxing or self-defense or fitness or martial arts, Burke's Martial Arts, 880 Eddy Street in Providence. There's a link on the website, dpetro.com. Now, let's go to some of the headlines. Some of the headlines right now. Republicans in shock. House controlled this close. Dems holding Senate. And the other headline is toxic Trump in MAGA meltdown. Results Senate. Kelly projected to win in Arizona. Nevada final count may not come until Saturday. It looks like they're going to take that race, Senate race in Nevada. Georgia runoff is set for December 6th. Now, we still don't have Kerry Lake falling short, but she's still in it, though. That race has not been called. L.A. Mayor, Mayor, photo finish. DeSantis, big win. Solidifying hold on Florida politics. Hmm. Beto loses in Texas. Good. Massachusetts elects nation's first openly lesbian governor. Squad members cruise to re-election. Dead man wins in Pennsylvania. The Pennsylvania thing with Dr. Oz and Fetterman is just... I can't believe that guy. I mean, he had a stroke. He can't... But a lot of the base were not sold on Dr. Oz. President Trump is taking a lot of heat for picking Dr. Oz in that race. They say that President Trump believes, and I believe it that that they, um, all right, now this is different. Project Veritas, keys left unattended on top of Philadelphia ballot drop box on election night. Board of election workers secure keys, but told not to engage with Veritas reporters who found them. <laughs> Ron Johnson wins Wisconsin. Keeps Republicans hope of winning the Senate alive. That was a tough race. Boy, he went really went after him on crime on that, by the way. Let's see. Dan McCaffrey, lead singer of the hard rock band Nazareth, known for such 70s hits as Love Hurts, Hear the Dog, has died at age 76. This also, we, we, I don't think we have a full answer yet on, they still don't have a full answer. We don't exactly know on Arizona as of yet. But it looks like, so the governor of New York has held on. Boy, that was tight. 45.6% Ah God I thought Zeldin had it But I believe Arizona is still too close to call Let me go through some local headlines now Bay State voters have approved the millionaire's tax In Massachusetts Kept a law in place Allows immigrants without status to get a driver's license All right, Jeff Deal is challenging the election results. Hmm. Deal said they called the race for Healy. She was leading by a 27-point margin. All right, he has a right to challenge the results. He absolutely has the right to challenge the results. So, Bay State voters have kept in place, allows immigrants without status to get a driver's license. Now, the only good news is, that doesn't mean they're all going to be flooding into Rhode Island. 
That's really only the good news. Boston Herald, Howie Carr. Hey, Jeff, landslide deal. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Massachusetts Republican Party on life support. It's interesting dynamic on that radio station where the morning guy was all in. And then obviously Howie was not as he had backed the, uh, the other person. Folks, you can't ignore where we are. I know, like these people that wouldn't support Mayor Fung because he's not conservative enough. So, all right, then you get Seth Magaziner. So good. Maybe people are happy with that. Would have been nice to have some representation in our nation's capital. It would have been nice. Must be nice. Must be nice to have real representation in in Washington. We don't have that right now. Asked how he feels about Republicans' chances taking back the Senate, Mitch McConnell replied, "I don't deal in, I don't deal in feelings." Okay. Well, they haven't taken it yet. They haven't taken it yet. Whoopi Goldberg. All right, let's hear this on the View. Of course, they're all going after President Trump. Here we go. Uh, with Jonathan Carl. All right, let's hear this. How surprising are the results? Uh, that we have seen so far to you? Uh, The the polling was actually not that far off, but the expectations were way off because everybody went in looking at the historic trends. Mm -hmm. And that is if you have a president who is unpopular in a time when the economy is is bad, when people have high anxiety about inflation, uh, the result is that party is going to get hammered. I mean, we've seen it over and over again. We saw it with Reagan as far back as 1982, obviously Bush, Obama, uh, uh, Donald Trump. But look, um, look, this this was, uh, uh, we don't know what's going to finally happen. We don't really know who's going to control the Senate or control the House yet. It looks like Republicans probably eke out uh, the House. But we do know this. The biggest loser was Donald Trump. Yeah. And I heard you say that. And I heard you say that. He was the biggest loser and, and in a very profound way. Uh, the, the Republicans should have cleaned house uh, last night. And where did they lose? They lost in the places where Donald Trump had gone in and meddled in Republican primaries. By the way, something you've never seen a former Ever. president do. Yeah. Uh, and where, you know, Pennsylvania had that wonderful rally uh, Saturday in Pennsylvania. What happened in Pennsylvania? They got wiped out. And his chosen candidates lost. He was a drag on the party over and over again all across the country. How surprising. You know, that is... um, Now, again, folks, good afternoon at 143. You have to deal in reality. You have to deal in reality. I'm looking at 538. Republicans are eight seats away from reaching the majority in the House. There are nine seats they forecasted as lean or likely lean Republican that remain uncalled. Right now, Republicans need eight seats to get the majority in the House. So, you know, I mean, it could still prove to be a successful night, not as successful as they had hoped. President Biden will deliver remarks at four o'clock today. As votes continue to be counted in the battle for Congress. We also see Democrats pushed back against historic trends. Arizona, that Maricopa County officials are giving an update on the election. Dr. Raz says in a statement he called Fetterman and congratulated him. That is unbelievable. Hillary Clinton, it turns out women enjoy having human rights and we vote. Let me play this piece. Control for the House and Senate is still up for grabs. Still up for grabs. Let me That's hear this. That's not settled yet either. So far, Republicans have gained six seats in the House, with Democrats gaining one seat in the Senate. But this was not the huge red wave Republicans were hoping for, and it was a disappointing night for former President Trump. But while it was better than expected for President Biden, his ability to work across the aisle could be tested like never before. ABC News senior Washington reporter Devin Dwyer joins me live now to break it all down for us. Devin, good morning. You know, this path to control of the Senate now comes down to Georgia, Nevada, Arizona, and Wisconsin. What are you watching for there? 
Hey, good morning to you, Diane. Well, you know, let's just take a step back for a second. Headed into the election, Republicans only needed to take one seat. They needed to flip one seat in the Senate uh, to take control of that body. And we can say this morning, as you just uh, said in your open, that it, it's still too close to call. We don't know. Republicans have not done that yet. In fact, in the races that ABC News has projected, Republicans have lost ground. Let's take a look at Pennsylvania. Uh, that was a hotly contested seat, a Republican-controlled Pat Toomey was the incumbent there, and last night ABC News was able to project that Democrat John Fetterman uh, was able to defeat Mehmet Oz in that seat. That means now, Diane, Republicans will have to pick up two seats uh, in the remaining balance of the states that you mentioned so far. So uh, they'll also need to hold on to Wisconsin. Let's take a look there. That was also a very close race. Ron Johnson, the incumbent Republican, uh, has said this morning he will not declare victory yet until every vote is counted. It's looking good for Republicans there, but it's close. So where are the best chances for Republicans to pick up a seat? Let's go to Nevada. Catherine Cortez Masto was seen as the most vulnerable Demi uh, Democratic incumbent uh, in this Senate race. Diana, look at that. She's trailing Adam Laxalt. 80% of the vote in at this hour, so still too close to call. ABC News has not projected that race. But if Republicans were to take that, that would be a step toward uh, claiming the Senate majority. Let's go to Arizona, another battleground in this Senate contest. Look at that. Mark Kelly was 68% of the vote in, has a pretty sizable lead there over Blake Masters. That was oh. the Trump-endorsed uh, uh, candidate uh, still early so two races um, nevada arizona too close to call it could all come down to georgia diane believe it or not uh, let's take a look there if no candidate gets 50 percent in this race it heads to a runoff uh, uh you see rafael warnock the democrat he's the incumbent right now uh has a slight edge over herschel walker uh going into the final stage just about twenty thousand votes separating them georgia's deputy secretary of state last night diane said he's almost certain this will be a runoff and that would take place in December. Uh, so depending upon how these races shake out, we still might not know until Christmas <laughs> just who has control. I mean, that is uh, this whole runoff thing is just alright, here's the story. Uh, ABC News. Sources close to President Trump describe him as fuming. Especially as some candidates he back performed poorly with voters last night. I don't think we have sound on that, but he is getting blamed, rightly or wrongly, for a lot of candidates that lost last night. Uh, fuming. Let me just see that story. Governor DeSantis' successful night served as a wake-up call. Some operatives are saying this was the end of the Trump era and the dawn of the DeSantis era. He suffered losses around the country, specifically Pennsylvania. Very poor candidates. That Doug Mastriano was a very poor gubernatorial candidate. Dr. Oz, there was a very good candidate in that race, McCormick, who I think could have won. But he got beat by Oz in the primary. Trump told advisors he was shocked. The Georgia race, uh, Senator Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker was so close. Now, people are saying that DeSantis should go in to campaign for Walker, not Trump. Both tied at 49%. Monday, he's supposed to announce that he's going to run for president. I, I, I don't know what to make of that. Um, but closer to home. I mean, boy, the media is really piling on. GOP gets trumped in midterm setback. Folks, it all seemed very promising. The, a big winner was Ron DeSantis. He was a big winner last night. Now, there shouldn't be complete panic here because it would still seem there is still a chance Michigan, that, that, she was a good candidate, Tudor, that lost. Fetterman, I, I don't know what to make of that. Senator Mike Lee did win re-election. I want to repeat, in Utah, Senate race, Mike Lee was re-elected over that Evan McMullen, who was running as an independent, who was actually a Democrat. Wisconsin gubernatorial, the, the governor, Tony Evers, won re-election. I can't believe the Fetterman thing, though. Fetterman beat Oz. I think Dave McCormick would have been would have been a great candidate. 
I want to check the latest right now on Kerry Lake in Arizona. She is a great candidate. But Kerry Lake, what is the latest on her? She says, she tweeted out, we're going to win big. Stay tuned, Arizona. People are saying, uh, Richard Grinnell, I'm confident she'll be the governor of Arizona. So people are still very hopeful on that. She is very active on social media. Almost 600,000 followers. We're going to win big. Stay tuned. Remaining ballots, election day and early drop-offs are breaking bigly for Carrie Lake. (laughs) Bigly. I like that. That's a good sense of humor, whoever put that out. Election Day vote, Maricopa County, Kerry Lake, 70%, Katie Hobbs, 29%. I think she's a very good candidate. All right, that would be huge. As much as what all these people that are piling on against President Trump. If Kerry Lake wins Arizona, that's big. Georgia, maybe not as successful. Maybe not as successful as some of the other places. But, but I think... If you caught, and again, good afternoon, it's 1.52. Let me just see this. Elite conservative anger at Trump today, rivaling levels not seen since the 2016 primary, which he won. <laughs> He's getting blamed by a lot. But, but at the same time, Dr. Oz is a good man. His campaign was not run by good people. That was a tough... I I know Fetterman had it, but Dr. Oz, he... uh, If I lived in Pennsylvania, I probably would have voted for him. But he... He did move in there. He wasn't from there. He does have the dual citizenship. He wasn't, like, a great candidate. He was, he got very good. He was very good on TV. He did very well in the debate. I think, um, all in all, I thought Dr. Oz was, I think the guy that he beat in the primary would have been a better general election candidate. And he almost beat. Now, that is somewhere you could point. President Trump at 153 on this Wednesday, he was involved. He was involved with Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. I mean, there's just no question about it. So, uh-oh. I'm just, uh, WBZ is saying tropical downpours from Hurricane Nicole remnants coming Friday and Saturday. Oh, God. We got to deal with this. We got to deal with this. I don't like the sound of that. But locally, let me see some of the the local info. Governor McKee, it, you, you can't, I'm very happy, I'm very happy that John Breen won. And it looks like the mayor, Mayor Baldelli Hunt, will be back in office. I, I know some people were surprised at the upstart of that, but 25% with the write-in. Wasn't 60-40. Democrats used COVID to circumvent all these voting rules. I, I, as I've told you, I don't like all this. I don't like the early voting. I don't like the mail ballots. I went and voted yesterday. If, if I had to wait an hour, I would have waited an hour. I'd wait two hours because at least we'd get accurate results. The, the results that we got from yesterday, they're not, I don't believe they're the will of the people. It's, it's the majority party is gaming the system. The majority party is gaming the system, period. There's no other way to, how else do you look at it? That, that, and, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, Governor McKee won and he won day of. Ashley Kalis did better. In certain spots, but all these mail ballots and early voting, I believe it's canceling out 
true day of election voting. I I don't like it. I like the old way where it was only under certain circumstances that you received a mail ballot. I don't believe in this early voting. I don't because they game the system in order to, um, you know, and no one has a handle on it. And I want I want you to understand this. The Secretary of State's office and the Board of Election, what I'm about to tell you right now at 156 on this Wednesday, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. What I'm going to tell you right now is the Board of Elections and the Secretary of State, they're not even denying what I'm about to tell you. And that is there are no safeguards involved to be able to stop or tell if anyone's voting more than once. I want to repeat that. There's there's no mechanism in place that exists. I'm not saying it couldn't happen, meaning they could eventually have it, but it doesn't exist right now. Doesn't exist right now. That it does not exist that someone yesterday could have or, or going back, they could have been part of early voting and yesterday dropped off a mail ballot. Absolutely could have happened. And Providence is just drowning out the state. Providence, Governor Mejia got 26,000 votes. Ashley Halis got 5,000 votes. And it was over right there. Boom. There's the margin of victory. He then picked it up in other places, but that was it was it was over right there. Providence decides it. But I want to go back to in Congressional District 2, Mayor Fung yesterday got 73,000 votes. Seth Magaziner yesterday got 64,000. Oh, great. Fung won by 9,000 votes. Not so fast. Magaziner beat him with mail ballots and Magaziner really also beat him with early voting. Magaziner got tw- three times as many mail ballots. What is this? How come, how come all the Democrats, the only way they're winning is through mail ballots and early voting? Notice no one is saying we should investigate this. Sabina Matos, she lost yesterday. Sabina Matos lost the Republican, Aaron Gukian. He beat her. Day of voting, 117. 117,500. Matos, 117. 160. Great. Hold on. Matos got 21,000 mail ballots and 40,000 early voting. Aaron got 7,000 mail ballots. She got three times as many. And he got 26,000 early voting. So she's the lieutenant governor. I don't like it. I think it's wrong. I think it is undermining. It's undermining my confidence in the election. And these are my words, folks, at 159. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. A great meal is waiting for you at the Lodge. It's disappointing. Now, House and Senate nationally, it's closer. But you're going to hear coming up at the 2 o'clock news. It could still break to Republican control. Locally, something I believe something has to be done about all these mail ballots and early voting. Because it's, it's your defying the day of voting wishes by the voters, and there are no safeguards. There's nothing in place to stop someone from both doing both voting early and then dropping a mail ballot box, a mail ballot, and then they just count it. All right, folks, listen, uh, enjoy this Wednesday and stay tuned for the two o'clock news.